going, wow, I think that's what I always start the episodes with. I don't think you do, but I think I do. I feel like I always go, welcome <laughs> back. I feel like we you have do. some of our like, rote routines. We do the same things. That's so funny. Wow. It, it didn't show up for a second, and so I was, like, scared, but now it is. Okay. Anyways. Shannon was literally trying to curse us before we started recording. She went, you know, it's been a while since we've had recording issues. Oh, my God. And I was like, girl, don't put that into the universe. You know, I should have kept it in my head. Fingers crossed. We're just going to have to intermittently, I think, both of us check our <laughs> our um, garage bands. Annie and I now have the same mic, which is very exciting. Twins. So, yes. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, welcome back to an episode of Songs That Send Us. Shad and Annie here, your faves. We know you look forward to this every week, after the <laughs> weekend. I'm going to start my week with Songs That Send Us. And today, we're going to come at you with an iconic song called The Night We Met by Lord Huron. Huron? I think it's Huron. Okay. I think it's after, because um, he's from Michigan, I think it's from Lake Huron. But I can in also the be series. saying Lake Huron wrong. It's possible. I mean, this is just a series of me mispronouncing things and acting like I don't. <laughs> so adding to that series. I'm excited to talk about this one. I think this is a one that a lot of people are going to recognize when they hear it if they don't think they know it immediately. But I think most people oh. know this one. So Everyone is going to probably likely know this song. And we are very excited to talk about it. But as usual, we want to talk about some things we've been jamming to in the past week oh yeah can you hit me with yours first because i'm always so intrigued by what it's you're pretty random to. this week this is not a new release obviously but been very into happier than ever by Billie eilish this week because i just keep jamming to it in my car and she released a version of it that's just the last bit to oh i didn't know that yeah she did one that was though to be honest i kind of love listening to the original version because part of what makes it so great is the build-up and also if you've never watched people react to listening to that song for the first time i haven't it's so enjoyable wait why have you i don't know it popped up on my tiktok the other day and then i got into a spiral of doing it because people reacting to listening to that song for the first time when it does that major break you know what song you know mm-hmm, what i'm talking about right mm-hmm. yeah yeah the second when half. it gets that major break that second part people mm-hmm. their minds are just freaking blown and it's just so satisfying to watch them because like they don't know how to react like they almost like scream and cry and it's just oh it's so good well it's because i don't think anyone expects it yeah no it comes totally out of left field yeah but a lot of other random stuff a lot of just random songs dotting my listen to this week we you listen to this one too marionette by keaton and julian baker did a collab for that song we Which, just need to promote, as you know, literature and music lovers, Keaton has a book of poetry that is so good. I haven't actually read it. I should get yeah. it. Because so. I just, if you're ever looking for, uh, Keaton's music is so, I mean, it's definitely melancholy and... <laughs> you're telling us, wow, yeah. so off base for us. But he just <laughs> creates such beautiful, atmospheric music that, I don't know, I, I love it. So loved that loved you know a song that is kind of off base but i don't know if i sent it to you or not but i've been listening to this one for a couple weeks lissa showed it to me and i feel like i should mention it on the pod because i haven't mentioned it yet but i hope you're miserable until you're dead by nessa barrett i have not but what an iconic title (laughs) well like nessa's like there's a bunch of drama tiktok stuff that i don't understand 
But it's oh, like, is she a TikTok star or something? I think so. I don't. Oh, okay. We, we should have brought Lissa on so she could have explained it. <laughs> yeah. But she, that song, it's definitely like pop punky. But mm. I've been really into like petty girl music when it, or like mm-hmm. just angry kind of like female rage music, and it so it just gets me. Ugh, it gets me pumped. That one's. Good. I feel like I want. I um, you need to get the tea from Lissa and then tell us next time what, what the drama is because we do love some music drama. It's like relationship drama between her and like another TikTok boy and ah all this stuff. I don't know. It's a, it's a big thing. It's too long to get into right now. I don't know it fully, but yeah. And I guess what else besides that one? Um, I oh I wanted to say I really like the song July by Windsor that you put on our collaborative playlist. Oh my gosh! Playlist. Yay! And Sometimes I get nervous. I'm like, does Annie actually listen to the things I put on here? Sometimes I do forget it a little bit, the playlist yeah. this year for some reason. Probably because we're actually mm-hmm. talking and we have our about pop music. Talk. Yeah, yeah. In the past, mm-hmm. we weren't. But for sure. Yeah, that. And our uh, runner came out with a new song, Snowplow, that yeah. I enjoyed. We love Runner. We talked about them before in the pod. And oh, yeah, and Pine Grove came out with a new song, too. Oh. That's nice. Orange. Do you listen you know to Pine what Grove I think? at all? I, I do a little bit, mostly, like, songs you've told me about from them, and then mm-hmm. someone I follow on Instagram, I think, like, a YouTuber, they posted about that song, and that's why that is not new news to me, but yeah, very cool. But, yeah, so that's my very sporadic list, but tell me yours. <laughs> I do love that. It's actually funny. I Well, not funny, but our guy, who we did our first episode about, Jonah Kagan, he oh, dropped... Yeah. A song, yeah, I don't love it. Um, oh, Duchess just <laughs> came in here. I had the door closed and she just came in here. That's annoying. Um, hear any dog breathing? That's her. No, yeah, it's so it's like I originally, I don't know how you feel about him, but I originally really liked him mostly because I thought his songs were really like soulful and emotional and all of that. And then, like, it's just kind of like a pop, like you know, produced mm. song. And so I was curious to see what was going to happen when he got signed yeah. to a label, and yeah. that doesn't fully surprise me, especially yeah. because I'm sure the majority of his base is young Girls. females. Yeah. Yes, young females. That sounded crazy. That sounded like a murderer. <laughs> is that young females? Oh, that's funny. But I mean, I wouldn't classify that as a bop that I haven't listened to. I just wanted you to be aware that our guy Jonah yeah. is going in that direction. I consider Bob talk us just, you know, catching up on the music yes. news most of the time yeah. anyways. So. I mean, and you don't talk to me the rest of the week, so yeah, I, I need really to... Yeah, I don't like you that much, actually. And it's I've like, kind ooh, of, yeah. 40 minutes every week talking to Shannon. Kind know? of enough, so... I've caught on, don't worry. Um, <laughs> you're not that... You're not that secretive about it. But I have decided... Okay, that sounds really dramatic, and it's... Yeah. My friend and I found out that Glass Animals is actually coming to Irving, which is so, oh, kind of a weird, not a weird, it's part of Dallas, but it's just like, why are they playing this, the place they're playing? Because it's kind oh, of yeah. not a huge, crazy stadium or anything, and I feel like they're big. I don't know if that's just me really liking them, but I feel like they're big. No, I'd assume Glass Animals is pretty big. Yeah. And so, I, when I found out, I was like, oh, I'm, like, I'm guessing everything's sold out, and I checked, and it's not. And they have, yeah, the place that they're playing, they have lawn seats, and those are, like, mostly what's left, because everything else is overpriced for, like, 200 bucks for, I don't know, some shit spot. But we're probably going to go, and that's on Monday night, and so I'm really excited about that. So I've been listening to Tangerine a lot. That's, I love Glass Animals, but that also reminds me of something else. Oh, what did it remind you of? I am going to a concert this weekend. Ooh, wait, is it Julian or... 
I'm seeing Phoebe Bridges this weekend. Oh, I, okay. I was, my second guess is going to be Phoebe. I didn't. How did you forget that? That seems well, so out of character. For, at first, I wasn't sure because originally she was doing a concert and it sold out like right away and her mm-hmm. tickets were just like so overpriced. But then she changed it so that it's an outside concert instead of an inside concert. And my brother, my twin brother, was able to get tickets right away. Sorry, so. who's your twin brother? I've never heard of him before. I mean, yeah, you probably haven't heard of him that much. No. Is it John? John, Joseph? Jacob, Jingle, Jack. Mm, something, something like that, yeah. Yeah, but, so, I it, like, I truly did not know I was going to go see her until, like, a week ago or something. So, oh, wait, I thought you ago. had tickets. I swore no, you had tickets. No, I didn't originally. I didn't get tickets originally. Penny. It was just Lucy and Julian, and then I was going to see her when you and I go to Shaky Knees, but, because Update, Shannon, and I are going to Shaky Knees together. The duo is going to be back together soon, assuming so COVID doesn't ruin it for us. We're still going to be in Atlanta no matter what. Yeah. Just you and me doing Atlanta. Yeah. But I'm sorry. I feel like I make everything about me. Did I derail you? What, what's Disgusting. going on Disgusting. your music? <laughs> no, I'm actually so excited for you. You get to see her twice. That's just, you're 10 times going to cry, basically. Well, I'm excited, too, because next week when we record, well, I guess it depends <gasps> yeah. on how we record, but we'll both have just been to a concert, so that'd be fun to talk about. That's true. Is it is the con- your concert Saturday or? Yeah, my concert Saturday. Okay. Fun. You can get like drinks and all of that. I'm gonna be like a one yeah, drink gal at Glass Animals downtown Monday so. night. I can get wild if I want. Oh yeah, I you're can. like I have to work the next day. I <laughs> yeah, crazy. But yeah, so I've been really hyped about that uh, new news. So like the past two days after we decided to go, I've been and I mean I kind of always listen to Glass Animals, but I've really been feeling Tangerine mm-hmm. by them. And that, I, I've said this before, they have so, like, the weirdest lyrics in their songs, but it's so catchy, and that is basically Tangerine. Yeah. And then another, I, I know we just did an episode on, about Quinn, Quinn 92. Yeah. Quinn 92. And I am roping in a couple of my friends to go see him, too, because he's coming here. I guess, okay, I think I'm maybe just not realizing, but Irving is, like, the place for concerts, I guess, in Dallas. Because huh. Quinn is also coming with Chelsea and Ty, Ty Verdes. And so I've recently gotten very into Quinn's old stuff. For example, he is like a king of bops, if you didn't know, which I'm sure you have been aware of for a while. But Always Been You is such a bop by him, like a, a proper okay, I'll have to jam. Yeah, listen, it's interesting because I actually got invited to go to Quinn 92's concert oh like a month ago ago by one of my friends who was in Minneapolis and you said no and I, I wasn't sure at the time what my like school schedule was so I mm. wasn't sure if I could go and I never responded mm. to her and so I guess we uh. still could go I don't know Dude, I just should. don't know his music that well but I'm sure okay. it's a really fun concert it's okay I'm here to save you I'm gonna hit you up with like all of his best and oh, we yeah, just did an episode you. on him you have to go yeah I guess that's true that's true. Oh my god, we should both go to Quinn concerts and then dissect how amazing it was. Oh, we should have, like, put off our coffee episode. But alas. alas. Uh, yeah. Don't predict the future. We, well, yeah, that's true. I, I mean, did we not talk about how, did I bring up that I was going to go see him? I think I did. I'm surprised you didn't oh, say maybe you, you had did, gotten Or maybe to... you said you were thinking about going. Oh, uh, okay. Did you have the say... tickets already? No, we still haven't bought them. I need oh, okay, yeah. You had mentioned that you were thinking about going. Because I remember yeah. you talking about how Ty Virtus is also there mm-hmm. and um, Chelsea mm-hmm. Cutler. Had to cut that bit out mm-hmm. because of some uh, when our issue happened last time. So I don't know if the our uh, listeners knew that, but that's, that's oh. a thing. They're touring mm-hmm. all together. Yeah. And then you actually, I think, might have told me about this band, or at least one of their songs, Half Alive. <gasps> yeah, yeah. They have a really good song. You probably know What's Wrong. Mm, yeah 
Yeah. yeah. I yeah. love Half Alive. I don't, it's mm-hmm. just something about their music, like, gets me kind of jacked. Like, yeah. it's just, like, fun. It's, like, but, like, fun with an edge. Like, it's yes. cool. Yeah. It's very, fun is a great way to describe it, honestly, but I'd say it's very, like, I want to, I don't want to say this, but I'd say it's just hipster fun is what it feels like, mm, like indie hipster you know, fun. That, that's like probably a pretty apt description. Yeah. Because I think that's kind of the band they are and the kind of the crowd they cater to, which is fine, like own it. But I definitely like that one the best out of all the stuff I've heard from them. So definitely recommend. That's a good one. That's probably one of my like all time faves by then. I don't, I love I don't know all taste their lines. music, but I've been trying to listen to more because I do. I always enjoy them. Yeah, watch one of us next time. We'll be like, "Oh, we're going to a Half Alive concert." <laughs> I just love being able to go to concerts again. I'm I so know. excited. I'm going to be insane this weekend. Do you know? I was actually thinking on my drive back to here. Oh, I feel like one of Annie's concerts is coming up because I know you have like a fair amount of fall ones stacked yeah. up. So that makes sense that Phoebe's this weekend. Yeah, I'm getting. I'm gonna get my music fix. I'm pumped. I'm pumped for you. I'm pumped for us. This is I'm really. Pumped for us. I'm pumped for you. I feel like it's gonna be weird to like for our first concert back, but I know I haven't been to a concert in like yeah. the, I don't know two years. Yeah, my friend went to All Time Low, the pop punk band. They were in kind of a small venue downtown Dallas, like indoors, and it was really interesting because she usually is like mosh pit for them, but she decided to like hang back by the bar and she had her mask on, and so it was a really interesting mm. vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But um, don't want to get too much into mask uh, oh, yeah, thoughts. Yeah. yeah. So let's uh, let's dive into The Night We Met, the yeah, iconic night we met. Wow. I, I was going to say, I wish I could say we had a night we met, but we met in, well, I mean, I guess John's class was it in the evening. It was true. evening class. The Night We Met. Yes, yeah, so please, Annie, share... Granted, I love this song as well, but share why you felt like you wanted to choose this one. I, well, one, I just feel like Lord Huron is a pretty notable band in, mm-hmm. in the indie scene. I think this song, probably by far their most popular and notable, because a lot of people know sure. it. And I do think also, I want to talk about it because I almost feel like it, it got to that place where, you know, when something becomes so popular that people kind of hate on it. And I feel like that kind of got there with this song a little bit. Stop, don't say that. To give credibility back to it because, I I mean, I think it's a beautiful song. And I also just think Lord Huron's so cool because they have this, like, really, they, let me let me read a quote by Ben Schneider, who's the lead singer and guitarist and kind of for, start, start, founded the group. He says, I'm a pretty private person, and I like to keep my private life mine and not bear it all to the world. And so he does this really cool thing where his albums like exist in this like fictional universe and so there's always kind of like a story and there's characters and these stories are interwoven and so I just think it's really cool that he's creating they're creating such like interesting good music but it has this whole like lore behind it and I think that's kind of unique in a way so it's just really it's cool so I think it's it's also cool to look at it from that lens. I don't know if I want to acknowledge that it maybe has gotten kind of shit on for becoming so popular which is sad and I hate that that's a thing that happens but I think in some senses I can equate this song and like the level of popularity here with Holocene <laughs> by oh, our yeah. um, faves Pony there and so and I also obviously like adore that so I would never be like oh just because it's popular it's not as good or whatever but yeah 
And I know most people probably heard of this song from 13 Reasons Why, which yeah, might which be another reason. Yeah, which maybe is why the connotation yeah. is from, you know, because people have exactly. very mixed uh, exactly. feelings in, on that show. But I think we might know it from a fair amount of fan vids and fandom oh, videos. for sure. If you yes. partake in fandom at all... Yes. And you like fan videos, you have witnessed a video of a couple you like. Oh my god. To this song. 100%. I because, actually went on YouTube yeah. and no, Harley and Joker has 2 million videos with this song, or 2 million views with this song. Arya and Gendry have some. Um, there's the show Lucifer, Doctor Who, Wonder Woman, Vampire Diaries, oh, WandaVision. Oh, yeah, okay, and I'm Eddie. Have to watch fan videos after this. Just I actually cry. need to send you an Eddie and Richie one from it <gasps> because they also have one from this. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh so it's just like. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if we made fan videos, we'd probably use this song in it. I'd say it's just iconic, and once we get into the lyrics, I think yeah. it's very evident why. But it's a cool. It's just a, the Lord Huron's a cool band. They're the. It was founded by Ben Schneider. And so his first EP was just him, and then he kind of slowly added other people into the group, which I think is also kind of cool that there's clearly kind of like a front, you know, man of the the group, and he's from yeah. Michigan, so we love a Midwest king. And mm-hmm, we do. It's I would say yeah, indie rock, indie sometimes folk, 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 folk for sure. Yeah. yeah, I think he really looks like what he sounds like, which I think is always really interesting because yeah. he's kind of got a very like woodsy look about him. Oh, I think yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah which is perfect for his image yeah and then there's also a remix of the song Mm. that features our queen pb bridgers so yeah which isn't the version we're talking about today we're just talking about the og version but also a very cool version to check out oh for sure i think that one actually is the one that's on um 13 reasons why the pb version but there's not a lot of i think they did the original i think they played the night we met in second season yeah Mm -hmm. so like i think the first time it was the original version yeah and then they like brought it back because it was so iconic yeah. in the show and i think mm-hmm. my understanding of anyways i yeah watched no that's i that point unfortunately have seen all of it <gasps> i didn't know this about you it's actually it's actually kind of surprising to me it's a little bit cringe honestly so i mean and i think you probably had read it too i read it in i think middle school and i really liked the book and yeah. so of course i had to watch the show and the yeah, show I was good season at first one mm-hmm. yeah i mean i think that's a fair statement to say it was like not a bad show uh personally I think yeah no and then I just think like it slowly just didn't it didn't hold up so but yeah so I I I saw all of it and it it was cool to see the song in two seasons the juxtaposition like before she died and then after having it playing at at the dances that he was at clay but funny actually we forgot to mention that we saw this band together at uh, Summerfest I always forget that we have (laughs) seen Lord Huron and that we have seen this song live I always forget that but we have. I'm sure we saw them. One of us probably has a video of it, honestly, somewhere. Somewhere. Um, yeah, but I, I think we didn't realize that they were opening, technically. No, I didn't remember that at all. Like, yeah. I, even when we were there, I, all of a sudden Lord Huron came out. I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> this seems like a band I should be going to a concert for, and yeah. not like a band that's opening for Bonavere, Bonavere so yeah. that, that yeah. Bon Iver. But Bon Iver is so big that they did. Yeah. Especially in Wisconsin. Yeah, because both Julian and Lord Huron opened for Bonavere. It was crazy. That was, it was funny too, because they were both kind of different vibes. Like, Julian's very emotional lyrics, and even the way she sings, like, it's And she's very quiet when she's on stage too. Like, sometimes she would speak between songs, and you can't even hear her what she's saying. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like Lord Huron, every time I say it, I'm like, uh, they, I feel like they, they, granted, super folky sometimes, and kind of 
indie alternative, more indie, but they also do have some kind of upbeat stuff. And I know they were, they have a new album, I believe, and they have some cool ones on there, which I think is cool. They can, they manage to be kind of diverse like that. But yes, let us actually. Yeah, let's, um, let's give it a listen. To the song. Yeah. so easy to get carried away i know i used to listen to really like almost the whole song i know (laughs) but it's like you want to get to that chorus you can't stop because you want to hear that it's so good i think one of the things i love about but when i love how atmospheric in a way lord heron's music is but then this song specifically but i love the build in this song because you come in with these light ooze and then Mm -hmm. a little bit of guitar Mm -hmm. picking and both those sounds get louder. Like the guitar pick comes louder. You get his vocals in on verse one and it's beautiful. And then verse two, you have the vocals like doubled up. And so there's just this building until you get to the chorus and then boom, when the drums hit because of that intense line, it's just so good. I love the setup of this song. No, you're completely right. I just, I feel like I always agree with you because your thoughts are so great, but <laughs> that's nailed it though. I think even from the beginning of the song, and I mean, it's probably because, additionally, I've heard it so many times and just adore it, but the beginning, even just the ooze, like, they really get you in your feels, and I think that's just a testament to the whole song itself, I think, that from the get-go, you're already feeling that way, and then just now listening to it as well, I, I don't think there's anything in this song arguably better than the chorus. No, I mean, we were, like, debating whether we should cut after <laughs> verse two so we could start talking about the song or wait to the chorus, and it's like, oh, I need to hear the chorus because mm-hmm. the chorus is so good, and there's plenty of lines for us to talk about in lyrics yeah. in verse one and verse two, but I just don't know, like, if anything will ever hit as hard as the line, I had all and then mm. most of you, some and now none of you. Stop. Like, that is, like, the 
oh my god it, it makes me feel like absolutely feral like there's just something once about the concept of that line and two just how well written it is like the rhythm of it the word choice i had all and then most of you some and now none of you ah it makes me wild how can anyone hear that and not just be like attacked I know, it's just, oh, I don't know. Like, even out of context, like, not in the song, just hearing those words strung together, like, even if that was poetry, which a lot of music is very poetic, Yeah, I'm just floored just reading that. Absolutely, like, that is just something that's so, like, I don't know, hits so, just to the heart of a feeling, like, this whole song is, like, clearly talking about loving someone who is no longer there. And almost mm-hmm. the feeling of wanting to erase that it ever happened because mm-hmm. you loved someone so much and now you miss them so much. Yeah. But at the same time, you like look at that and it's just, oh, which we've talked about in different songs too, the feeling of watching someone who's mm-hmm. growing more distant too. And yeah. there's something that is encapsulated in, in that whole line and just, I, I'm obsessed with it. I don't know. I love it. And I, I think it's so interesting because you talk about in verse one and verse two and there's that line too what the hell am I supposed to do and oh, and then I can tell myself not to ride along with you like talking about that feeling of maybe mm-hmm. wishing you could go back to like so you could erase it ever happened but then you get to the chorus which directly contradicts that because take me back to the night we met like or I guess maybe doesn't contradict that because if he is saying he wishes he could erase it he's saying take me back to the night yeah. we met but then that's amazing because it has that dual meaning of both I wish I could race all this, but I also wish I could go back to the first moment of meeting you and how yeah. impactful that, that was. Sorry, I've just monopolized this conversation for... No, minute, but. But no your, your TA is coming out. She's here <laughs> and she's ready. No, I think that's... And that is, like, the really interesting thing about this song. Like, we adore it. So many people adore it. It's funny. I know... I think I saw, like, a while ago some post on Tumblr that someone was like, I want this to play at my wedding. Yeah. And... It's so interesting because, yes, this is a kind of a romantic song, like, in some senses, but when you really look at it and you, like, think of the intent behind it, it's not a happy song. It's not it's about, a like, song true about love loss. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And so it's, like, why would we That kind of reminds that? me of how a lot of people will use Skinny Love by Bon Iver. Oh, my God, yeah. It's, like, a walk down the aisle or wedding song. Yeah. And I'm, like, baby, have you ever looked at the lyrics of this? Because... Nope. <laughs> but, no, it's, it's like so it, good. It's, it honestly feels like... I mean, not to be totally, uh, for us to be total lit majors about this, but, <laughs> which we always are on this podcast, I don't know why we keep mm-hmm. saying it, but mm-hmm. it is such, like, a character piece, almost, oh, yeah. like this, 100%. like, such an exploration of just human emotion Yeah, that is so interesting, because, like, to me, when I listen to that chorus, too, it is that duality of, like, would I erase this all if I could, or mm-hmm. would I just want to live in it again, even yeah. though I know the ending, because, like... I don't know what I'm supposed to do, haunted by the ghost of you. Take me back to the night we met. Like, I don't yeah. have to deal with this. With the <laughs> Can same you imagine time. that so playing at your wild. wedding? Haunted That's by the ghost wild. of you? <laughs> what? Oh, my God. Yeah, no. But, I mean, I think that definitely speaks to, like, how we find beauty in, like, just other aspects of this song. Like, it's beautifully sung, the instrumental, it makes you feel things. Yeah. So, and in that sense, I did read Ben's talking about kind of writing this song and he said on the night we met I wanted to tell a story of love but the feeling of regret at the end of a relationship where you've gone through so many wonderful things together but you feel like it wasn't worth it you wish you could go back to the origin of the relationship and instead of commencing it go another way which essentially kind of what we said yeah but it's also like even the purpose of writing this like 
it, there's no like amount of happiness to be in this even if mm-hmm. yeah like they had some good moments but it's not worth it in the grand scheme of things which yeah. is very different than I think of a lot of songs we've talked about no absolutely I love hearing him say that too because I, I when I listen to this too I, I sometimes am like interpreting whether mm-hmm. would the, would you really make that choice in the moment would you actually erase this whole thing so it's interesting that he mentions just like the regret of a relationship yeah. Which is, yeah, something we don't talk a lot about because no. most, I feel like there's a lot more songs about longing mm-hmm. and missing To go, someone. like, back to it, yeah. And such an, ex- but this is so interesting, yeah, such an exploration of the moment of meeting someone who changed your life and maybe wishing they had it. Which I don't, like, I just can't personally imagine that. Like, I find it hard because then I wonder, like, how much time is between the end of this relationship and when he's wishing it never happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I feel like yeah. there are those people who are like, oh, everything happens for a reason and I learned from like these this situation so I would never like take it back. Mm-hmm. And there are people like this, like Ben, <laughs> who, nope, let's erase it completely. Erase which, it. which is interesting to me because I, I almost don't believe him because I feel I like with the ooze and like the musicality of this piece, I'm like, there is something that is longing about it and I feel like there's so much love in this piece still Mm -hmm. somehow but that's actually so funny that you say that because I'm now looking back at the notes I took on this and for the end of verse one and the beginning of verse two I had written this whole section is just essentially like him being lost without this person in his life and trying to get back Mm -hmm. to that magical night to see a path forward which obviously isn't it in the end but kind of just the way it's it it is interesting how we like interpret lines differently too because yeah because now thinking about that I've been searching for a trail to follow again seems actually to be pointing more towards you completely derailed my life yeah no exactly I knew that's maybe why people they find it oh got some barking in the background and maybe that's why Duchess. some people find it, like, romantic, because, like, they'll see that part of the song and latch on to that because they can, like, relate or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, because I've been searching for a trail to follow, take me back to the night we met. Like, out of context of the rest of the song, oh, my God, wow. Like, that's so yeah. romantic. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but then, obviously, it changes. <laughs> Which is interesting because I do feel like, I don't know if I'm going to articulate this point, but it's interesting when you can, like, look at lines and realize that, like, if you were to look at them with love, something, an act might seem mm-hmm. really romantic, but if you were mm-hmm. to look at it and you don't care about this person, something else might seem totally creepy or, or weird yeah. and aggressive. And so it is all about the lens you're looking at it through. Yeah. And oh, so if oh. you're looking after this this thing, yeah, has ruined you, Yeah. you're like, fuck, I, I wish I could I take definitely, it all back. We are definitely getting in our lit feels here, but I love that. This is, like, appropriate, I think. Yeah, no, and that obviously is just, like, what everyone brings to, like, stuff they absorb, like, movies and TV shows and, like, music and books, and so definitely, like, someone could, I get why some people maybe are like, yeah, let's play this at some iconic moment in my life. Please, people, stop playing this at your wedding. I'm sure you can find better love songs. Cause I, I don't know why, like, any, uh, the bridegroom would agree if they, like, listen yeah. to this. It's kind of an omen. We'll sending it around. But yeah, yeah, I also just love the line haunted by the ghost of you. I just oh love God, eerie yes. imagery like that imagery like that. And especially for knowing that this is kind of in his fantasy world he's writing this in. Mm-hmm. Also, it just adds to that. But I, I think it's so like such the physical interpretation of someone who's impacted your life forever and you can never forget them. Like truly to be mm-hmm. like haunted by the ghost of you. The shadow of you. Ooh. Yeah. Well that's that's good. And like after the iconic I had all and then most of you 
some and no none of you wow i'm even hearing myself just say the, it i'm like why can't i sing rhythm it? Why can't? of it is yeah so good. yeah yeah after that those two lines that's my favorite two haunted lines by the ghost uh, of you. i don't know what i'm supposed to do yeah haunted by the ghost of you just because you're yeah. right someone that literally haunts every moment of your life that you want to take back every memory and like irrevocably change your life since that moment yeah. that's crazy to me that someone can, i mean i get it someone can impact your life that intensely but it's just like wow it's like that movie yeah, eternal sunshine of the spotless oh, mind yeah. or whatever yeah. yeah 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 that's it no that's such a good point circling back to what you had said about i wonder how long circling back after. piggy to piggyback <laughs> to, to springboard off of what you said i wonder how long this is after a relationship that this kind of like peace is because Mm -hmm. I think that's a great point like I would see this feeling to be more relevant right after a relationship ends when you're like fuck them I wish it never happened you ruined my life I can't think of anything the same way anymore but then when you get that distance of a little bit longer you can reflect on it easier and say okay I I see what I learned from that and there were good moments amongst the bad but also it just depends on every relationship but no you're exactly more time gives more reflection yeah and I mean it's not like we'll ever know the answers to this because like he Ben I don't know why I keep wanting to call him Brendan has said (laughs) he's very private about his life but also I think that's like the beauty of songwriting is leaving a bit of it up to the listener oh absolutely should we listen to maybe the last verse we should in the course again if we want to I mean we should yeah I'm surprised I haven't said this yet, but I was thinking about this the other day in the shower. (laughs) And if I, and obviously, as we've emphasized a number of times, we are lit kids. Like, we are WLPs. That's our major. It was our major in college. And we heard a lot about the literary canon. And I was thinking if we had a music canon, this is one of the songs that would 100% be in my canon. And oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this song, I don't remember what year it was, maybe like 2018 or 2019, ended up being mm-hmm. my number one on my Spotify raps, which was like a few years after the song had come out. Yeah. I don't know what I was going through, but I would You just were probably like in the thick of fandom. Oh, it could be, for sure. Yeah. But I think, no, I, I totally agree with you on that. And I just, to reiterate something we've already said, but I think it's really highlighted well in verse three, when the night was full of terrors and your eyes were filled with tears when you had Mm. not touched me yet. I think he, he just plays so well on the potential ambiguity of, uh, ambiguity Mm -hmm. of line. You could interpret this line, those lines so differently because like when you had not touched me yet, it's such, such a profound way to say like, before we've been physically intimate but also before you had touched me in my life and in how I am Mm -hmm. as a person you could think of this as a moment that was really profound but 
like you've mentioned, or you didn't mention it, but you made notes on it, where this could be something <laughs> that could hint at the thing that the things that weren't good about their relationship, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and your eyes are yeah. filled with tears. Like that's not necessarily a no. that image could be very sad, or that image could be very touching because we cry yeah. in many different ways. So for sure. Well, and see that is like. Lyricist. And no, I agree, and that's, like, the dichotomy of, like, different perspectives of this song, hypothetically. Because, and, and especially when I was considering that this was in 13 Reasons Why, and I read or listened to that verse, it just, like, fit that, that scene so well, because of everything, like, Hannah had been through in the show, and kind of, she was just, like, internally miserable, and Clay was this kind of comfort to the tears, and, like, she wasn't ready mm-hmm. to accept him as her comfort over her. So, like, that, I think, is yeah. really appropriate in a positive light. But then, like, we just discussed, you just said, this is probably the reality is they just weren't good to each other. The tears are from, like, the relationship not being good. And then the line, when you had not touched me yet, like, I think that's a great line because it's just, like... yeah. It just ties it all together, it, but it's not it's not straightforward. You know what I mean? Like there's definite yeah. amb- ambiguity, um, which is just great. I mean, we listened to the chorus again, but I think because like when you hear the chorus, and you only hear the chorus twice in this song, and it's just such a incredible part of the song. But the first time you hear it, you hear some and now none of you, and those drums kick in so hard, and you feel this like ramp up of emotion. It hits so hard. But then you come to the second version of the chorus where it's all really pulled back and it's soft again. Mm-hmm. And it's just mm-hmm. such a great like storytelling device because it it's like you feel almost like you have gone this journey through the piece of it's ramping up, it's ramping up, this potential anger or angst or regret. Yeah. And then you come back to this like soft required or moment that then has you reflecting on the chorus in a different way and mm-hmm. it leaves you on such I don't know, a note. Well, I think this is definitely a reflective song. Like, it makes you, as a listener, even, oh, yeah. wonder. I think so. I know. I would say, if anything, too, like, the Phoebe version's great, but and the only difference is probably it's just, like, maybe a smidget more soft because of her voice in it. Yeah, I would say, I mean, love it because Phoebe's singing in it, but I don't <laughs> think the production of it is, is really that different at all. And no. Honestly, as much as I love Phoebe, I don't think... Mm-hmm having her on it really even adds that much no. to the piece. Yeah. Um, so it was a bit random that they had that version. Yeah. I kind of agree. It's great, but it's, yeah, it's just, it's just a different, <laughs> I don't know. Yes. Do you have but, any other thoughts you'd like to share with us today, Miss Professor Annie, Teacher Annie? You know, not too much. I think that was, I think you really saw it full blown. I think <laughs> you can't. I don't know. I just can't reiterate enough how much I had all and then most of you, some and now none of you, is one of okay, my favorite lyrics cry? of all time. It's just, it's just so well written. And the, the rhythm of it, the meaning of it, the prose, oof, chef's kiss. That is, it's like up there, like I mentioned, my can, it's up there with, and at once I knew I was not magnificent with, to me, which is high that. praise. Just, yeah, I think when a line can just push through everything and kind of like oh, yeah. punch you, stay oh, with God. you. Yeah, it's so yeah. good. And yeah. we're clearly Tumblr kids, and that those lyrics are all over Tumblr, all the time. Yeah, I don't know. That's kind of how a little bit. I think one of the reasons I love "Happier Than Ever" by Billie Eilish mm-hmm. right now. I mean, I just I think it's just so well like produced and done. 
But the line that really got me the first time I like properly listened to it was like, um, I'd never treat me this shitty. And like, so it's like, sometimes it's just like one line that can just like mm-hmm. impact mm-hmm. you where you're like, fuck, that's so good. It doesn't even have to be necessarily like written so beautifully, yeah. but it's just when it's something that like really connects with a human emotion, you know, that that's when it, it's so good. Yeah. If we ever do a Billy episode, it needs to be that song because the way she sings that line like gets me. Yeah, it, yeah. Ugh. It's amazing. Yeah, well, thank you for letting me talk about this, and I know you love the song, too, so I'm sure you were happy for both <laughs> of us to freak the fuck It was out a pain, yeah. Uh, but you have to tell me now what we're doing next week. One week I was maybe considering doing an Ash song, and so why not this mm-hmm. week? <laughs> so ah! let's talk. I know, and you love Ash. Uh, you probably, like, hyped her up to me, actually, and got me more into her. But let's do mm. I'm Fine by Ash. I'm Fine by Ash. Yeah, it's one of my favorite Ash songs. That and uh, Real Ah, Love. great. It'll be a treat. Yeah, it'll be good. Well, I'm excited about that. That's fun. So that brings us to the end of this episode of Songs That Send Us. I've got to do my normal spiel, which is to say, I love if you're your not spiel. following us on Twitter and Instagram at Songs That Send Us, you're missing out on some content that might be worthwhile. If you're a Spotify listener, give us a follow. If you're an Apple music listener, or Apple podcast listener, I mean, <laughs> give us a rating. Give us a review. Why not? We had a really fun review that I still am confused about on Apple Music, <laughs> where the subject, what was the subject line? It was like, it was like pepper, pepper is spicy. Something, <laughs> something like that. Like that. But just a lovely so review, funny. so we love it. But we lo- The more ambiguous, the better. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. we appreciate, we love you all. We have so much fun talking to you. But that's all for this week, so you'll have to just wait until the next episode. Love you and leave ya. Love you and leave ya.